Well, welcome, church, to our Sunday night teaching time. I'm so glad you could join us. We're working our way through the book of Jonah. When life seems to follow, swallow you whole, thoughts on God's will. And I thought it was an interesting, thoughts on God's will kind of captured my attention because if you remember last week's study, Jonah, he's clearly running away from God's call to go and preach repentance to the Ninevites. And he doesn't want to. He doesn't love the Ninevites. They're enemies. And so he runs. But when he's on the ship and they're about to throw him overboard because of the storm, Jonah actually says that he's a prophet. He fears God. And it's that striking contrast between saying we fear God and yet in specific areas where his will seems uh, strained for us and we're not doing it, it's, it's still easy to talk about fearing God. It's doing God's will. That's such an important aspect. And so, if you recall, uh, they threw Jonah overboard, the storm was calmed, and there's something in the dramatic immediacy of God's work there that even these idolatrous sailors, they start to see the true God. I'm not saying they're all saved. I'm saying there's something in this that turns their hearts toward God. And it says they sacrifice to God. And you start to see how God is working in this whole situation. Now we continue in chapter two. Jonah has been swallowed by this great fish. Chapter two, verse one. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God from the belly of the fish saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and he heard my voice. It sounds like a psalm almost, doesn't it? For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. And then I said, quote, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. That's interesting. The waters closed over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down into the land whose bars closed upon me forever. This poetic language here. Yet you brought, you brought, up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay, there's a change of heart, salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish. That shouldn't surprise us. Jesus spoke to waves, multiplied loaves. You see this mastery over the created realm. And the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. What a story. Let's just pull out some things we can apply to our hearts. First, God is always taking the events of this world in his direction. 
I, I, I see that in the way in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus talked about the sign of Jonah, the sign of Jonah. So, so God was linking God's handiwork in his world in a very long chain of events leading up to the resurrection of Jesus. And Jonah was a part of this. Jonah was a sign for something that wasn't going to happen for centuries. Hundreds of years before Christ, God was forming his plan through the seemingly chaotic, random events of Jonah's rebellion to do God's will. So so God's will, there's a sense in which Jonah is running from God's will, but there's another big picture sense in which God's will was not being overturned by Jonah. God was working out his will, a sign pointing to the resurrection of Jesus. I'm just laboring that a bit because it should build our faith. I don't know where you are right now. I'm sure there are things happening that you can't see the meaning of yet. But this account should build our faith. Things are never as random as they look from our perspective at the moment. So, in every situation, in every life, for the, for the follower of Christ, there is, there is always meaning. The one thing you never have to live with is meaninglessness. God is a big picture God. Things are not random. He is working. That's what we see first of all in this story. Two, notice the importance of remembering God in times of deep trouble. To Jonah's credit, he calls out to the Lord. People don't always do that. Sometimes guilt makes us hesitant to call out to God. Sometimes we feel shame. Sin sometimes just makes us want to hide from his presence. Sometimes drastic situations, cataclysmic things like what Jonah's going through, sometimes they make us panic. Sometimes they make us just forget God. So Jonah was wise enough not to make any of those mistakes. I mean, he's tried running from God. He has every reason to hide his face in shame. He has every reason to be spiritually evasive, distant, fearful. Yet yet he has the wisdom to stop himself when he has nowhere else to go and to just face God. It's a good thing to know when you've been wrong and to turn your face back in the proper direction, even when it doesn't look like there's any hope of deliverance. That's what Jonah does. Three, it's related to the last point. There is this great faith in the prayer of Jonah. You see it in, let me string some verses together, verse 2, verse 6, and verse 7. You see this this prayer of faith on the part of Jonah. He says, verse 2, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and he heard my voice. Verse 6, 
At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed like a prison. Bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Verse 7, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. See, those wonderful words don't spring from some kind of renewal conference. Jonah's praying from the slimy stomach of this great fish, and there is no immediate prospect for escape. He doesn't know yet. And yet he still has the confidence in the middle of this situation, he still has the confidence that he has not slipped from the hand of God. Somehow, he still looks for the goodness of his God. He doesn't deserve any of it. Circumstances make it look impossible, yet he still believes it. And that's the wonderful thing about this account of Jonah. It's always a good first step toward home. Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen: I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, what are some of us going through right now? What are we facing? Uh, are you feeling swallowed up by the circumstances? Remember this faith of Jonah in these difficult situations. Four, what you can learn in the belly of a fish. Jonah had time to think. There wasn't much else to do for all that time. Here are some lessons to learn in the belly of a fish or when life seems to swallow you whole. One, God's commands are not to be taking, taken lightly. If anything, Jonah surely learned that. God is loving but he's never indifferent. So God has given us solid instructions. We have, them, we have them in his word about not lying, about loving our neighbor, about not forsaking fellowship in the church, about forgiving our enemies, about the dangers of idolatry. And, and the clear lesson of Jonah is this. To ignore commands is to invite chastening. God is loving. He is not indifferent. That's one thing Jonah learned. B, here's another lesson. It is easiest to follow God by obeying his word right away. All Jonah had to do was go to the Ninevites. God's word is clearest, most simple, uh, most understandable, and always the most pain-free path when it's heated right away. It may save being swallowed by a great fish for Jonah. See, here's another lesson in the belly of a fish. Even in our sin, I love this. God does not easily give up on us. I said in that first point, he's loving but not indifferent. But also, it needs to be balanced with this. He does not easily give up on us. He's constantly drawing us to repentance, drawing us to renewed faith. You know what you see when God's dealing with Jonah, 
who just flat out ran away from doing what God called him to do. You know what you see in God's heart? God does not hold grudges when we repent. God does not hold grudges when we repent. That's the great news of Jonah. His love is pure. His love is not petty. He hears our hearts cry. He's, he's that father that welcomes back the prodigal. There's lessons to learn in the belly of a fish that I'm sure Jonah thought about. Point number five. Repentance and humility are the surest and fastest ways back to dry land when drowning in sin. Notice that praying, praying by itself isn't, it's not quite enough. And I want to explain that in case someone misunderstands what I'm saying. He, he, he has these conversations and these good prayer times. We read them in those three verses in that, in that uh, chapter. But, but it's after he, after he says, verse 9, but I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Here's where I missed, and I'm going to make it right. Now, that's the point where the text says this fish vomits Jonah out on dry land. It's not just feeling bad. It's not just feeling sorry. It's when he says, here's where I went off the rails, and with your help, I'm going to make it right. See, that's what repentance is. It's not just feeling lousy. The lesson there is never deal with, at any point where God speaks to your heart about some point of failure or sin, never deal with sin generally. Don't, don't try to beef up devotion in one area of life while ignoring what God wants in another area of life. You can't do it. There's usually no way out of a mess of rebellion except backing out and heeding God's call. Returning to the same point where you first shunned God's will. There will never be a different way out of the bondage of some kind of spiritual rebellion. Verse 8 is also an important one, just as we wrap up. It's an important one along these lines. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. So, so that's what Jonah found out. There was no experience of mercy while he continued in his resistance. There never is. It just makes you wonder. It's, I guess it's a sign of our inward fallenness that we'll continue in a course of action knowing all the while that it can't possibly make us right with God or bring the deepest joy into our hearts. The lesson here as we wrap up is God's call may seem hard at times, but his, his revealed will is the only uh, conduit for his steadfast love in an idolatrous, mixed-up, sinful world. The, the joy of the Lord comes in doing God's will or returning to God's will. That's the lesson in the book of Jonah in tonight's study. Let's pray.
Help us to hide these truths in our heart. To keep our hearts drawn to you, devoted to you, loving you, serving you. And if at any point for any of us where we're straying from your will, Lord, bring us back in wise, complete biblical repentance to discover fresh joy, fresh joy in walking in your ways. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You'll find tonight's prayer time really, really interesting. Stay with us as we pray for our missionaries together. God bless the church. Love one another.